other time I was asking you to say, do you ever celebrate your spiritual birthday when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? We rarely do that. But I think when we are going to celebrate today as we celebrate the fact that we have been delivered, the fact that we are free, the fact that our sins are forgiven, is the right time to be reminded of what God has done for us. So I want us to go to the book of Colossians. We'll start there from the book of Colossians chapter 1. Because I want to say to you that anybody who... Okay, let me give you a scenario. If you, you know these people who demand ransom, especially for terrorist reasons, they would hold somebody hostage. And when they hold you hostage, they will say we need such and such and such. We demand this and this for this person to be freed. If the ransom is not paid, they can kill you. They can do with you whatever they want. Now, if you can be rescued from that, you rejoice, isn't it? Can I tell you that previously we were all prisoners to the devil? Because of Adam's sin, we were then brought under the control of the devil. The devil could do with you whatever he wanted. Actually, I just get surprised. Why didn't he kill me before I knew the Lord? Because now he can't kill me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I know how to apply the blood of Jesus upon my life. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> but there was a time when I was at his disposal. Amen. Before I was redeemed, he could do with me whatever he wanted. Unfortunately, some of you as Christians, even after Jesus has done for you what he did, you still think that the devil can do with you whatever he wants. He doesn't have that authority. Go with me to that book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14 NIV. It says, for he has rescued us. You know that term to rescue? Hmm? To be rescued. It means we were held hostage. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So as we are going to celebrate our Passover festival this day, I want to pick two things and we must, our theme will be along those before we partake of the Holy Communion. Is the issue called redemption. When we say we have been redeemed, it means we are rescued. We have been set free. The ransom is paid. We are free now. If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. And I like this freedom that comes from the Lord Jesus because it sets me free from anything. Freedom from sin, freedom from fear, freedom from any oppression of the enemy, freedom from sickness, freedom from calamities, freedom from whatever the devil may want to do to me, I'm free. Tell your neighbor, I'm free. That's why I've got all the reasons to celebrate. Amen. Amen. The second part, the second word is the word justification. Okay? There's the word redemption, which means to be bought back or a ransom is paid or to be rescued or to be delivered. But the word justification, I like that one because is the word that means 
you are not guilty. Amen. So whatever you've done, the blood of Jesus says not guilty. When you come to the Lord and you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you start a new slate. So if you go with me to the book of that Colossians 1.13, if you read it in the Passion, Mr. MJ, do you have it in the Passion? Because I want you to know that when we were still under the dominion of the enemy, the enemy could do with you whatever he wanted. Another time I told you that the devil mismanages. Do you know that the devil would tell you to do things after which, after you've done those things, he mocks at you and say, how stupid are you? How could you just do such a thing? Okay? So, but sometimes you find that when we are under the dominion of the enemy, you cannot resist sin. And you cannot resist whatever the devil wants to do upon your life. But look at this. The Passion, Mr. MJ, Colossians 1.13. Okay, he has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. So he has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness. Tell your neighbor, it's not good out there. <laughs> the devil is cruel. But I thank God that I've been rescued from his tyrannical rule. By the way, some of you say, don't say it loud, Pastor. The devil will get you after church. <laughs> no. Amen. I've been rescued. Amen. I've been delivered. Amen. He missed the opportunity before I accepted Jesus. I was at his disposal. Amen. Now I'm free. Amen. I'm rescued completely from his tyrannical rule. Because it was like, you know, in the old covenant, before Jesus died, when people die, they would go to a place of the dead. And the devil had authority over death. That's why when Jesus rose from the dead, he said, I've got the keys of death and hell. He took them. Amen. Amen. But there was a time when the devil had the keys. Yeah. Now, if you go with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 8, we will do it in God's Word translation and in the NLV, New Life Version. Mr. MJ, you will do it for us in New Life Version. I will read it in God's Word translation. Colossians, Ephesians 4, 8. It says, That's why the scriptures say, when he went to the highest place, he took captive those who had captured us and gave gifts to people. It means we were once captured. You see that? But now when Jesus died, when he went to hell on my behalf, he took the keys. He set us free. He took us from bondage, from that darkness. And we are free. Mr. MJ, you do it in the New Life version, NLV. 4.18 or 8? 4.8. 8. 
the holy writings say, when Christ went up to heaven, he took those who were held with him. He gave gifts to men. So it means there are those who were held. And when Jesus went to hell, to Hades on my behalf, he took the keys, he delivered us, he rescued us, and now we are free. Amen. Tell your neighbor you are sitting next to a free person. I've been redeemed. And by the way, when I'm set free, that's the word redemption. I've been rescued. So after, when I'm rescued, also the, my debts, my sins are forgiven. That's the second thing that the blood of Jesus does. So there is redemption. We are set free. We are rescued. But also, the charges against me have been cancelled. Now that I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, my past, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. So if you read it in the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, NLT, New, new Living Translation, Colossians 2, 14 and 15, Mr. MJ, you will do it for us. Because I want to show you that when we are going to partake the Holy Communion, actually we are celebrating today. Today I want us to talk about what we call, I call it, celebrating our Passover festival. Amen. That's what I'm sharing with you about. Celebrating our Passover festival. The Jews would celebrate often, they would have a lot of festivals, but they also had a festival called Passover, which was the time to celebrate their deliverance from slavery. Now, as Christians, we don't have a birthday party for the day we got born again. So we can as well use this one and celebrate our deliverance from sin. Celebrate our deliverance from the tyrannical rule of the devil. Celebrate our deliverance from diseases and every attack that the enemy may want to attack us with. But also celebrating the fact that my sins are forgiven. The charges against me have been withdrawn. Look at it. Colossians 2, 14 and 15, NLT. He cancelled the record of the charges against us. Okay, repeat that. He cancelled the record of the charges against us. This sounds like court, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were charges. There were charges against you. The devil would be saying, know what she did. This one. She even aborted. She even committed abortion. This one, she was even a prostitute. This one, he was a murderer. This one, bringing all the charges. Now, the Bible says when Jesus died on the cross, what did he do? He canceled the record, the record of charges against me. Tell your neighbor, the record of charges against me has been canceled. That's why the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So the record of charges against me has been cancelled. Mm -hmm. And took it away by nailing it to the cross. Yes. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. Mm. He shamed them publicly. Yes. By his victory over them on the cross. Amen. This portion of scripture gives us the two things I was talking about. One, when the, cancel, the records of charges have been cancelled, it means I'm not guilty. 
That's justification. Okay? But he also disarmed the spiritual rulers. He has disarmed the enemy so that the enemy can do me no harm. You know the song? I'm gonna stay right under the blood. I'm gonna stay right under the blood. I'm gonna stay right under the blood. Where the devil can do me no harm. Amen. There's no better place to be than to be under the blood. Because there the devil can do you no harm. But if you move out of the blood, you are exposed. You are vulnerable. But I'm going to stay right under the blood. I'm not going to move out of here. Actually, <clears throat> I've angered the devil so much that I can't afford to get out of under the blood. I've caused a lot of trouble for the enemy. Okay? Some of you don't mind sinning because you don't cause enough trouble for the enemy. You, you still have some deals with him. <laughs> so it's like you make some truths. You know when countries are fighting, they can agree. Let's make some truth. Let's agree, man. Some of these things make some truth and between us and all that. No, don't have any truth with the devil. Yeah. Be so much of his enemy that if he gets any chance, he wants to attack you. But then you stay right under the blood of Jesus. Some of you say because the blood of Jesus washes all the sins, then you think it's a license for you to sin. It's very dangerous to sin. I'm telling you. It's very dangerous. Because the enemy is looking after you. He's looking for you. So stay right under the blood of Jesus. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 and 8. Good news translation. This is our theme scripture. As we are going to celebrate our Passover festival, like I told you that the Israelites, <coughs> the Jews, <coughs> annually <coughs> they would celebrate what is called Passover. So I want us to take this opportunity to also celebrate our Passover festival. And by the way, when we sing today, from here on, I want you to sing like somebody who is celebrating. Amen. Amen. I want you to sing like somebody who has been set free. Amen. I want you to sing like somebody whose sins are forgiven. Yeah. I want you to sing like somebody who has been redeemed. Amen. Like somebody who is healed. Like somebody who is protected and covered under the blood of Jesus. First Corinthians 5. 7 and 8, Good News Translation, it says, you must remove the old yeast of sin so that you will be entirely pure. You see, sin, get sin out of your life. Then you will be like a new batch of dough without any yeast, as indeed I know you actually are. For our Passover festival is ready. Tell your neighbor, our Passover festival is ready. Now that Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. So Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. It means now we are ready to celebrate. Our Passover festival is ready. Let us celebrate our Passover. Then, not with bread having the old yeast of sin and wickedness, but with the bread that has no yeast, 
the bread of purity and truth. You see how we're celebrating? We don't celebrate still dwelling in sin. That's the old bread with yeast. We need to celebrate like people who are new in Christ. If anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. All the things are passed away and all things have become new. Because the Israelites, when they celebrated, go with me to the book of Exodus. Let's look how they used to celebrate. Uh, Exodus chapter 12. We will do verse 17 and then verse 21 to 26 in the living translation of the Bible. Mr. MJ, TLB, Exodus 12, 17 and then 21 to 26. Because I want to show you that the Israelites, how they used to celebrate, but then for them it was the blood of animals. It was the blood of lambs and goats and bulls. But for us, do you know which blood? So if the blood of animals could cover people's sins, if the blood of animals could ensure that people are protected, how much more? The blood of Jesus. So we need to look at the Israelites in Exodus and see how it worked for them. And we've got a better covenant with better promises. Because you look at what they got and you think, but that's already good. But you've got something better. Because we have got a better covenant through the blood of Jesus. So, verse 17, Mr. MJ. This annual, this annual celebration with unleavened bread. So, they would always use the unleavened bread. It was bread without yeast because yeast represented sin. Okay? So, symbolically, they would say the bread should be without yeast. We don't want you to celebrate with sin still in your life. Okay? will cause you always to remember today as the day when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. I want this. It says, when you celebrate this, this will always remind you Mm. the day I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Mm. Can I say for us, you remember, it was a happy day when I was born again. Mm, happy day, happy day, when I was born again. Amen. Amen. Because it says, so repeat verse 17. You will see what, for the Israelites, the Passover festival meant this. This annual celebration with unleavened bread will cause you always to remember today as the day when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. So we also should be reminded of the day when he brought us out of the dominion of darkness. Mm -hmm. So it is a law that you must celebrate this day annually, generation after generation. So he says, what I've done for you, don't ever forget it. Annually you must celebrate the Passover because it's that's why the Jews do that. So that's why you hear of the Passover, Pasek. Even now, people are celebrating over the world and they, are, they call it Easter and that and they are moving away from. This is Passover time. 
This is time to celebrate our deliverance from the hands of the enemy. So repeat that verse 17 and then go to 21 to 26. This annual celebration with unleavened bread will cause you always to remember today as a day when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Mm. So it is a law that you must celebrate this day annually, mm. generation after generation. So it means even when we are celebrating, as we are going to partake of the Holy Communion, as we celebrate today, I want you to celebrate like somebody who says, I'm reminded of the day when I got born again. Mm. I'm reminded of the time when I gave my life to Jesus. What a difference it has made. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and get lambs from your flocks. Okay, so for the Israelites, they had to get the lamb from the flock. But you know which lamb for us? The lamb of God seated, seated on the right hand of the Father. He's the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. Amen. A lamb for one or more families, depending upon the number of persons in the families. And kill the lamb so that God will pass over you and not destroy you. Mm -hmm. Drain the lamb's blood into a basin and then take a cluster of hyssop branches and dip them into the lamb's blood Mm. and strike the hyssop against the lintel above the door and against the two side panels Mm. so that there will be blood upon them. Mm. And none of you shall go outside all night. I want you to listen to this. So they took the blood, slaughtered that animal, took the blood, applied it on the two doorposts and on the lintels. But you mustn't get out. That's why we say, I'm going to stay right under the blood. So they were not expected to go out because if you go out, the destroyer will find you there. When you are out of the blood, you are not covered. Amen. Amen. So you need to stay right under the blood. That's where the devil can do you no harm. Continue. For Jehovah will pass through the land and kill the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. But when he sees the blood Mm -hmm. upon the panel at the top of the door Mm. and on the two side pieces, he will pass over that, that home and not permit the destroyer to enter and kill your firstborn. So there was the angel of death who was going all across Egypt, killing all the firstborns. Now it says, when he sees the blood, the Lord will not allow him to destroy you because of the blood. So if he doesn't see the blood, the destroyer would destroy you. So I want that even when it's things like this which gives me confidence that the enemy can't even kill me through a car accident. Because the blood, the blood, the destroyer will not be allowed to destroy me when there is the blood. And here they were protected by the blood of animals. I'm protected by the blood of Jesus. Amen. I'm protected by the blood of the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundations of the earth. Amen. 
Because here it says, when I see the blood, I will not permit the destroyer to enter and kill your firstborn. Because that blood represented a covenant. So, because I've got a covenant with God, I'm covered by the blood. The enemy cannot destroy me anymore. That blood also represents redemption. That blood reminds the devil, this person has been rescued. This one has been delivered. This one is no longer under your dominion. You can't get this one. What about the wizards and witches when they want to bewitch you? There is the blood. The blood. So some of you, when you are spending a lot of time complaining about this one is doing that, this one is doing that, we stay right under the blood. It doesn't matter what the devil wants to do. The blood of Jesus covers me. Continue. And remember, this is a permanent law for you and your posterity. Even in the other version, it says this will be a law. Celebrate this annually. And the Jews don't forget that. Amen. Passover. Each year, they will tell you it's Passover. It's time to celebrate our deliverance from Egypt, from bondage, from slavery. Can't we also celebrate our deliverance from sin? Our deliverance from the tyrannical rule of the devil? Our deliverance from whatever the devil would have wanted to do on my life? The devil is cruel. But then, you come under the blood of Jesus, you are covered. You are protected. Continue reading it. And when you come into the land that the Lord that the Lord will give you, just as He promised, mm. and when you are celebrating the Passover, and your children ask, "Mawe, what does all this mean? Mm-hmm. What is this ceremony about?" You see, sir, when we are going to celebrate the Passover, now when we're going to eat and drink, children usually will be asking. Sometimes they would even be wanting to also drink, isn't it? Because they don't know what is this about. So it says, when your children ask you, what is this about? What is this celebration about? Tell them. It was the time when the Lord delivered us from the house of bondage and has brought us safely here. So similarly, when children ask us, what is this thing about? Tell them. It's a reminder of what Jesus has done for us. We are set free now. We have been redeemed. Our sins are forgiven. And the child would quickly say, okay, are my sins also forgiven? And he say, yes. Amen. 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 So I think the two terms, just to compare the blood of bulls and lamb and the blood of Jesus, I told you that if the blood of, the la- of bulls and animals could save the people and the destroyer could not destroy them, How much more do you think the blood of Jesus should have power? There is power, power, wonder-waking power. Now you understand it. There is power in that blood of the Lamb of God. And that blood has got power even to protect me. Amen. There is power because the blood of the animals protected them. 
the blood of the lamb would do much more. The only issue, I want to compare with you this blood of the animals and the blood of Jesus. So the blood of the animals used to do what is called atonement or covering. So this is what used to happen. So if, let's say you've done something and then I take a cloth and cover it. People can't see it, isn't it? It's covered. But is it gone? It's not gone. So you will remain with a guilty conscience. Because that's why you know people would dig your past. Huh? If you've done something and it's not washed, if it's just covered, it's more like sometimes you make deals with people. You know people who make deals that, yeah, if you don't, don't tell people this because otherwise you owe me on the other side. It means it's not washed away. That thing is still there. It's just covered. So one time it will be uncovered. That's what the blood of animals used to do. Okay? So the Greek word for that was the word katalage, K-A-T-A-L-L-A-G-E, which means covering or atonement. Okay? Now, if something is covered, how many of you know that it can be uncovered? Okay? But you know that the blood of Jesus doesn't cover sins. What does the blood of Jesus do to sins? It washes them away. Now, if something is washed away, can it be unwashed? <laughs> eh? I mean, imagine if there is something here and then uh, a stain here and I wash it with whichever, um, whichever detergent or, or thing you, you pride yourself in. That makes it sparkling, sparkling. Now, when it's washed... Can it be unwashed? Can that thing come back? And if somebody says, no, but this thing had a, 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 a stain, a very dark stain, and then they are talking to you, then you say, I don't see it. It's not there. No, but it was there, we know. We know these people did this, this, and it was there. That's what the devil does about your sin. I know it's there. And then the Lord says, let's look at it. Where? Which one are you talking about? No, I know she did this, this thing, this. Okay, let's check. It's not here. Why? It's washed away. Amen. 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 And that is the word aphesis in Greek. A-P-H-E-S-I-S. A-P-H-E-S-I-S. Which means washing away. Remission. Usually you will hear the, the word of God talking. When he talks about the blood of Jesus, it will say the blood of Jesus that cleanses us, that washes us. It's not covering. Because if something is covered, I told you it can be uncovered. But if something is washed, it cannot be unwashed. That's why I want the washing away. So the blood of animals would cover. And again, with the blood of animals, because of the covering, it means you will always have a guilt conscience. Okay? Imagine if, you know these people have decorated this place, it looks nice, isn't it? But you know there are some things underneath here, some of you just don't know. So, so the people who have decorated here, they keep on saying, Pastor, don't, 
Otherwise, you will expose some of the things here. So, watch your moves, Pastor. Because to you guys, it looks nice. But you just don't know what's underneath here. That's what we call covering. So, therefore, similarly, if your sins are only covered, you will always have a guilt conscience because you just don't know when they will be uncovered. That's why for the Israelites, every year then they had to have the high priest who would go and plead for their sins. But with the blood of Jesus, it's washed away and the Lord does not remember my sins. Amen. That's the only thing he forgets. God doesn't forget, but since he does forget, Amen. go with me to the book of Psalms 103, 12. 103, 12 Psalms AMPC says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So it means he has separated me from my sin, just like the east is far from the west. So far apart. Okay? And that's how far he has taken away our sins. Now, as we start to wind down, because we need to partake of the Holy Communion, I want us to go to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. So, Mr. MJ, we're going to read this one in the NLT. Because it summarizes everything I was telling you about now. Okay? I was telling you these things simple and giving simple illustrations. But now when we go to scriptures, you will see a summary of what I was telling you about. Okay? Comparing the old covenant, how the Israelites through the blood of bulls and animals, they would come each year, but they would always have a guilt conscience. But how with us, through the blood of Jesus, because our sins are washed away, the guilt conscience is taken away. And you know you are forgiven. And actually the Lord has even forgotten about your sin when you are in Christ. That's why he says you are a new creation. Do you know that there are people who say, I'll forgive you but I'll never forget. Huh? I'll forgive you but I can never forget. Who taught you that? Surely not Jesus. Imagine if God says to you, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. So it means every time you're trying to pray, you're not sure. It seems he still remembers that. I want him to forget. I want that justification as if I didn't, I never sinned. So that I will have then the boldness and the confidence to approach his throne. So Hebrews 10 is a very good portion of scripture for all of us in Christ. Because it summarizes the things I was telling you about. NLT, Mr. MJ, we'll start it from verse 1. Let's try and see if you can go up to verse 29, but somewhere along the way I'll stop you and explain a few. But it's basically a summary of what I was teaching you. Now I want the author of Hebrew to summarize that for us. The old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow. A dim preview of the good things to come. Okay, so it says what the Israelites did and those things under Moses were just a shadow, a preview of things to come. Mm. So the blood of animals and all those things were a shadow of things to come. Continue. Not the good things themselves. Mm -hmm. 
the sacrifices under the system were repeated again and again, mm. year after year. Mm-hmm. But they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. You see now, so the, the blood of animals could not cleanse. Okay? They could not provide perfect cleansing. They only covered. Continue. <clears throat> if they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped. For the worshippers will have been purified once for all time. Mm-hmm. And their feelings of guilt will have disappeared. Did you see now? Their feelings of guilt guilt mm-hmm. would have disappeared. But it doesn't disappear because it was just covered. Mm. Okay? Mm. It can only disappear if it's washed away. Mm. Then you know it will not be traced. You can stand with boldness mm. and you know it's washed. It cannot be unwashed. Continue. But instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. Mm-hmm. For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. What was the blood only of bulls and goats only able to do? Only to cover. cover. Mm. But it could not take away sins. Mm-hmm. That is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, mm-hmm. You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, Mm. but you have given me a body to offer. Mm -hmm. You were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Mm. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God, Mm. as it is written about me in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. First, Christ said, you do not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. No, were you pleased with them, mm. though they are required by the law of Moses? Mm. Then he said, Look, I have come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant in order to put the second into effect. Yes. For, God will, for God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifices of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all time. Mm. Under the old covenant, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. Which can never take away sins. You see, he's Mm. comparing them. Continue. But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For by that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Mm. And the Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so. For he says, this is the new covenant. Okay, this is the new covenant. covenant. So you will start hearing, you will hear Jesus also saying, this is the new covenant in my blood. Mm. Replacing the other covenant... Mm. That was based on the blood of animals. Mm. Continue. This is the new covenant I will make with my people on that day, says Mm. the Lord. Mm. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. I like this. I like the new covenant because when God puts his laws in my heart, Mm. when you are about to do something that's wrong, Mm. your heart tells you, you don't even need to have opened the scripture. Your heart will tell you, this is not right. Amen. Because God has written his law in your heart. Mm. 
You can just ignore it. Okay? And the thing is that I think this new covenant, I like it because when it's written in your heart, you can't move away from your heart. But if it was only written in the book, then you can go and sin and say you don't see it. But your heart goes with you. Okay? That's why he writes it in your heart. Amen. Amen. So that wherever you go, is there with you. Amen. I know there was another church which usually wear certain kind of clothes. And then if you provoke them, they would say, I will take off my uniform and I will show you. <laughs> okay. But now, the new covenant says, he writes it where? He writes the law in our hearts. You can't take it away. Amen. Continue. Then he says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. Did you see that? Mm. Huh? Mm. He says, their sins and their iniquities I will remember no more. Mm. I will never again remember them. So if God doesn't remember them, who are you to remember them? Who are you to remind us? Because it's all gone. It's washed away. All things have become new. Yes. Amen. Amen. Continue. And when sins have been forgiven, mm-hmm. there is no need to offer any more sacrifices. Mm. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. So, because of the blood of Jesus, now we can enter boldly in the holy of holies. Mm. You know, when Jesus died, it says the curtain that was dividing the holy place from the most holy place, it was torn to say, now you've got free access. Mm. Now we can enter boldly. Why? Because the guilt is taken away. Amen. I know when I'm approaching God, he has forgiven and forgotten about my sins, about my past. Yeah. I'm a brand new person in Christ. Amen. Mm. Okay, continue. By his death... Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Yes. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God. Amen. Let us go right Mm. through into the presence of God with sincere Mm. hearts, without Mm. any guilt. Mm. Because I know that it's it's all washed away. Mm -hmm. Amen. Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. Mm. For our guilty consciousness have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. You see now, the guilt conscience has been washed, sprinkled with the blood to Mm. make us clean. Clean. Mm. So we no longer have that guilt conscience because of the blood of Jesus. Mm. Mm-hmm. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. Mm. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. Mm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Amen. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Amen. And let us not neglect our meeting together, mm. as some people do, mm. but encourage one another. Especially now that, of, that the day of his return is drawing near. Amen. So it mm. encourages us even to gather like this. Mm. 
It says other people are used to not gathering with other believers. Let's not do that. Mm. Let's come together. Now, mm. I've told you about how this blood cleanses us. Does that give us a license to sin? So now, we need to bring that balance in. Because as much as this blood cleanses us from all our sins, but we can't deliberately stay in sin and say that the blood will wash us. So listen, continue. Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning... Okay, now... So he's bringing a balance, and we've got to bring this balance, because if we don't bring it, some of you will think, the pastor just gave us a license today to sin. Uh-uh, you didn't read all of it. Read. Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover those sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. You see now? You see now? Mm. We can't deliberately continue in sin. I said I don't continue deliberately in sin because I've caused so much trouble, I don't want to get out of under the blood for the enemy. But it says, even more so, if you deliberately continue in sin, there's no other sacrifice. Continue. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Mm. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God mm. and have treated the blood of the covenant which made us holy as if it were common and unholy mm. and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who bring God's mercy to us. You see? Did you get that? So that balance, we need to bring it in. You need to have that knowledge that the blood of Jesus is there to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Where we have sinned, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us all our sins. But that's not a license to deliberately continue in sin. Because if we deliberately continue in sin, it says we are actually treating the blood of Jesus as something to play with. We are treating it as a common and unholy thing. And we are actually insulting the work that Jesus has done for us. Did you get that? Are we getting that? So you need to understand that because as we celebrate, we are celebrating because we are set free from sin. Celebrate because our sins are forgiven, but we are also set free and delivered from the works of the enemy. But we are also aware that we cannot deliberately continue in sin. I always like giving this example, especially during membership class, for those who have attended, I say, the difference for me is if, let's say now, somebody holds, yeah, let's take this. This thing can break, isn't it? Yeah. So now, if... I've got, let's say, blessing. I say, blessing, come. And then I say, take this and give this to mommy. And then as he's going to give it to mommy, he stumbles and it falls down and cracks. Will I fight with him? Okay, I won't fight with him. You know me. <laughs> so, but what if 
He comes and he takes it. He says, did you always like sending me? I'm not going to give it to mommy. I'm going to break it. Will I fight with him? You also know me. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Because I take after God. So the difference, the two things is the same thing. It's about the breaking of the tablet. But why is it that in the other thing, he is not guilty? (laughs) Because for that one, the blood can cover it. But this one of saying, I'm going to break it and I will see what you will do. That's deliberately sinning. There's no other covering for that. Amen? So we need to be careful. Now that you are hearing this, because you say, Pastor, but I used to do this. I didn't know the seriousness of this. God knows that. So he'll forgive you. But go and sin no more. Amen? Go and sin no more. Amen. Did you get that?